You are now listening to The Lance Curve Show, the boldest spot on internet radio. My name is Dimitri Waters, and I've been told that you're very happy with the accomplishments that I've tried to make in my community. This is my community. Uh, this is Chocolate City, and Chocolate City is one of the founding uh, areas uh, during the 60s and 70s that was an entertainment spot, and part, part of it was the aerospace industry, which was developed here. And a lot of the black people uh, here uh, are, are grandchildren and mothers and fathers of people who worked on the space center that broke uh, barriers, uh, starting with unions and so forth. And we built the pads. And we sent men to the moon. You may have seen a movie where a young sister, she was classified as a computer. Well, that's all good and well, but they never talk about that brother who painted that pad or who welded that pad or who put that uh, rocket up. And it's a lot of black people in this community that was a part of that. Uh, we're looking at our old traditional uh, Harry T. Moore School, which was one of the first schools that we had here for black people. Uh, it was during a period of time. And most of the young people don't realize it was a time in America where schools were for real segregated. And I, I hate to be one to taunt the past, but we were better off then than we are today. More people need to understand that our achievements were greater, our opportunities were greater, even though they may have classified us for being oppressed. But we were better off segregated because we strived harder. Now we're lazy. We have one of the first founding churches. And uh, this ground right here is one of the most notorious project area. And it had been destroyed to make room for first-time homebuyers programs, which is a good program. It all depends on whether or not you got crooked contractors trying to get a hold to the money. Like I, I use terms like theology pimp and Negro clan to shock you and awe you like Mr. Bush say, to get your full attention about what are the real issues. Uh, some can say that Mr. Charlie is continuously trying to keep us back, but his foot soldiers, the theology pimps and the Negro clan are his foot soldiers. Their lives have become better. Their economic wealth has become better. And they have distanced themselves from the community. They don't mind breaking bread. And they ain't really breaking bread. They're just really stealing bread. And, and how they do that is that they come in well-meaning, just like uh, some religions. And they come in and they offer you uh, symptoms of hope. It ain't really hope. It's just a little taste, you know, like like the Bible say, the crumbs from Lazarus table. And then they take the whole meal home and put it in aluminum foil and stick it in their refrigerator and they eat off of it later. Or they feed their children off of it while your children are still trying to struggle to get something. And they call it non-for-profits and uh, uh, good government programs and they peddling government programs. We have a housing authority that's been somewhat effective, but... They're not really effective. What they do is they exploit you. And how they exploit you is, like you say, you tear up your, your window shade. 
Now, the normal window shades you get from Home Depot might cost you $13, but a window shade of theirs costs you like $27, $40, just for a little window shade, you know? So you have to be careful of people who come in your communities and say they're well-meaning because they come under grant provision because in actuality what they do is they come in and try to feed themselves. And right over in the corner you see the water tower. And we were named in the state of Florida with the prettiest water tower. Can't get no water out of it, but it's pretty. You know, and if you look very carefully, you see on Coco it's a flag. And then over in the corner is a big old American flag. That's what they call dual uh, symbolism. Now, on this side of the tracks, during the 1960s, if you was a black person and you got caught on the wrong side of the tracks in Coco, they'll string you up. And, and the white people string you up. And then you see the American flag, which would be where progress is. And they call that Coco Village. And they ran this scam. And, and it's a scam, but you have to understand how the scam is done. And how the scam works is, under grant provision, they see the net worth of the community. And now, in my community, we have no industries, and we don't have no shopping malls, and we don't have no live entertainment, but what we got is poverty, which is worth more than anything you can ever imagine. Poverty, it brings a lot of money. Poverty brings more money than you can ever imagine in your life. If you can get them to have children out of wedlock and you can get them to have food stamps and you can get them to go to jail and you can get them on child support, it brings a lot of money to politicians' pockets that they don't have to be held accountable for. My brother tell me that I got to walk through my community. So I'm going to walk through my community and I'm going to show you the things. I'm going to show you the things. I'm going to pan over here and you'll see a church and a little bitty busy. And it was one of the first programs that we had here in the city of Cocoa. And it was weed and seed. And it, and it was a well-meaning program. A program that brought a lot of things to our people. But hey there, sister girl. It's good to see you again. And uh, all, through this, all through this conversation, you'll see my people. And they're good people, and they're hardworking people, and their parents are great parents. They struggle with being parents today because a lot of their parents are dead, and they die at an early age from alcoholism and crack cocaine. And now they, they, they are into Molly and, and other little destructive factors that destroy them. You know, like HIV and so forth. We have our housing authority, which hires very few black people, but they got more black people than anybody else that live in housing authority. But they hire as few blacks as possible. How y'all doing? And they hire as few blacks as possible. Hey there. Say hi to America. <laughs> and they love their community. And if you notice, I'm going to ask my brother to pan down to the ground. We just got us some brand new sidewalks. It took us 20 years to get brand new sidewalks. They spent $1 million over 20 years, and public works say that we are blessed. How about that? <laughs> 20 years it took to put gutters and water drains and skids so the people who in wheelchairs won't hurt themselves. But our community is divided and it's cut off. At the same time, 
we still have things of the past that exist. And if you look down at the far end of the road, it looks so pretty, but it's still a wasteland. It's still a wasteland because we have no stores to feed us. We have convenience stores, but we have no grocery stores. We have no doctors. We have no dentists. Uh, we have a large military and retired military population here. At one time, the vast majority of Florida's uh, servicemen came from Coco. When they came back from Vietnam, they came here and they started a large majority of their families. And they became the populace for, for this community and how this community is developed. So it created new identities and new ideas. Hey there, my sister. How you doing? Right now. <laughs> so don't be dismayed if people look shocked because it's, it's unusual for this community to have people come out and film on our accomplishments. We have a long way to go, a long way to go. So I'm getting ready to walk down here to our housing authority. Now our housing authority has done a great job. Ladies like Linda Blackman and she worked hard in this community to change the focus of the community, but we still just got sidewalks. We just now got modern houses. And we're very happy for these modern houses because it gives the kids hope. And it's not really much to say about other than the housing authority. My life here, when I came here back in the late 80s, was one of total shock on how many years behind we were as a people in this community and how how little diversity had really happened and we tried real hard to make that diversity happen by coming in a partnership with the city of coco to work on the grant now you say well what is this grant this brother keep talking about and it's called the diamond square redevelopment grant it has a board that is primarily represented by black people uh, yeah hard to believe a board of all black people working together to make something happen for their community but somewhere along the line they lost their way and they went into another city and it's ironic that the vast majority of the board don't want to live with us but they don't mind making their money off of us and that's strange. But see, that's epidemic when you say black leadership. See, black leadership shows they their, their level of competency by showing up in meetings in Mercedes and wearing expensive clothes and expensive shoes. And that's supposed to lure you into belief that they're competent individuals. So if you give me one moment, I'm going to take a seat and my brother going to film me because I got a bad leg and I want to keep it real. Okay. <laughs> So I'm going to sit here for a second and talk to you in front of my housing authority. And it's got a brand new coat of paint on it. And you know how long it took to get that brand new coat of paint? Almost 15 years to get one coat of paint. All right. And that's progress for you. And this is done by a board, primarily all black thing. And while we're sitting here, you will see a truck go by. And this truck... Right now, and they're good people. Believe it or not, they're good people. 
we have a we had a fire station here, but the county took the fire station after they got a brand new fire engine, almost two million dollar fire engine that they use grant money for the black community. And after they got this fire station, I mean, after they got the fire truck, excuse me, they decided that it wasn't needed in the community no more. So they moved it over to the white community. But they used your money and my money to put it in the white community because the white community didn't have enough poverty and enough children born out of wedlock and enough individuals sitting up there manipulation through domestic violence. And, you know, you know, you know how they do. You know how they do. They use our poverty to get what they want from for, for them. And we end up getting the crumbs from Lazarus Table. And I know I sound like a crybaby, but that just, like Bernie Mac said, I can't put the real word in there. That just don't make no beep sense. <laughs> they, it really don't. But they do these things, you know. And it's not really the white people. You would figure it would be the white people. The talking point is the white people. And, and what you see with your eyes, it's like the old joke, them your lying eyes. And I'm telling you, for real, it's your lying eyes because... In our community, white and black is not really the issue. Okay, black on black crime. And black on black crime ain't shooting nobody. It's just working it through the administrative system and grant. That's black on black crime that I see every day. I don't see the black on black crime that ABC and NBC proclaims to the communities. But I see it when I go to the city councilmen's and when I see public hearings. And I see a board of all black people and and they sitting up there, you know, doing harm to their own people. That's my idea of black on black crime. And but we don't see that because the talking point from the theology pimp is unity. And, and we got to show in the United Front all the while that they do what they do. You know, my brother asked me my opinion one day. He said, D, how would you? Fix the problem of the police killing our young men in the streets. It's only one way. It ain't the being passive and, and non-violence. That's all good. It worked. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't advocating no violence. Get me right because I know, you know, the, the, that Afro-American, he'll grab his first line of hemp and he'll string me up and call me a subversive and uh, uh, what they call them people. Oh, yeah, militant troublemakers. No, you want to stop them from killing your young men in the streets? Don't sue the municipality. Don't sue the city. That's stupid. You really wanted to stop, and then you got to be real with yourself. It ain't but one way to make it stop. Sue the unions. Okay? Hit them where it really hurt. Sue the unions. When you file your lawsuit, sue the union. So when they got that black police officer, he say he your brother, then behind back he, he take his sheet off the line and he get his big old bottle of blue dye and he blew and he dye his white sheet blue and so he can fit in where he get in. Sue the unions. That's what you do. And it will stop. Because only thing that white America really love more than hating you is they money. And that's real. But if you notice that your leaders will tell you, sue the cities. And if you really think about it, and you got to use your brain. You got to use your head for other than a hat rack. That's what my granddaddy used to tell me. And, and if you use your head for other than a hat rack, and you really think about it, you're suing yourself. You're denying, like, like some of them get like 
three, four million dollars for the death of their child, but your community's still raggedy. And you know how that city pay that money off? It pay in the money that is used to develop your communities. How you doing? Hola, senorita. Oh, good. All right now. Because they people just like everybody else. But you don't want to see them as people because your leaders won't let you see them as people. Okay? Pimping ain't easy. It's just the only game in town. And that's it. Pimping and simp. What they say? Pimping and simping is the only games in town. All right? Your politicians pimp you. That brother trying to get next to you, he's simping. All right? It's a game. It's a game. Now, if you really want the violence to stop, you want your children to stop being threatened, you want the children to feel safe, next time the brother get killed, sue the unions. That's how you stop it. Because if they ain't got no union, then they can't come to you begging for health care. They can't come begging for you for uh, uh, retirements. Okay? Make them hurt like you hurt. All right? If you dig a little deeper in your history, you will notice that the only way that we slowed the Klan down, we slowed their organizations down. Sue the unions. And I guarantee them police officers to stop suing your children. Because every time they see your children and they got an evil thought in their mind, they think about their family. Because if Tommy can't eat and Tommy's sitting in the dark and Tommy can't wash his tail and that, and that two-legged wonder she called a wonder, or what, what is it called? A two-legged wonder that they call a woman that's snow in their face. If she can't look pretty on, a, on any ever given Sunday, she going to tell him in pillow talk, you better not go out there and kill that black boy. Because, see, I need lights for Tommy. And Tommy need new teeth. And Tommy need bag lunches. And Tommy need that fresh car when he turns 16. Because you ain't going to be able to buy your child a car if you ain't part of that upper middle class black group. Or you don't meet that income type situation. All right. So you, that's the best way to solve the problem. Because each and every time you sue the municipality, the city which you live in, you sue them, you take food from your own mouth. You take progress from your own child. And they don't really care because if you're really paying attention, they ain't screaming hurt, hurt, hurt every time they cut these checks. Every time that woman get up there because she'll come to the table, she's sad. I'm a, I, I feel your pain, sister girl, and her hair all raggedy, and I feel your pain. But after she get that check, she got a brand new dude. He got a brand new suit on, and all of a sudden, he's the father of the month, and she the mother of the month. Did you know that at any given time through PAL and other organizations that these children are being bred? To move the pigskin for the man and be an acrobat for the NFL. Or is it the NBA? Or one of them. I, I stopped watching them a long time ago because I, I, I hate seeing people pick cotton. I really do. I really do. I'm, I'm tired of seeing people pick cotton. And I, and, I, and I was an avid lover of picking cotton come Thanksgiving because I get real comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Come Thanksgiving, I'll be in the lazy boy. And my daughter would tell me, she'd say, Daddy, don't you want to move? I said, why should I move the game on? Okay, and all they all they doing is picking cotton, and I ain't taking nothing from a brother that's making a personal choice in their life to be an exhibitionist for the man. Okay, so we're going to move, and we're going to move to a spot that's supposed to bring all the be-all economic wealth in my community, that's supposed to change the focus of my life, a Wawa, 
especially my people in Orlando, they got Wawa's all over the spot, right? But see, this is a special Wawa because this puts us in the 20th century. We got the number one Wawa in Pavard County. Our black city councilman, he praised it like it was brand new money. And at the same time, you see this slide over here. And we have been promised for many years, once we were going to get a strip mall, and then once we was going to get a technical center. And all the while, money was funded for this, but they couldn't explain where it never appeared. So what, it, what we ended up getting is a Dollar General. Ain't we blessed? Ain't we blessed? We got us a Dollar General, and our children can learn how to get low-end prices from China and Czechoslovakia, and they ain't got no jobs. And we two down housing for this. And I, I feel that we blessed. And we got it. we had to give up and give up a historical black park so the Wawa can have they run off water and Dollar General can have they run off water and we making progress. And this is what happened when you got individuals that don't live in your community and they bring non-for-profit organizations in your community and they say it's the best for your people. And then they go run at the end of the day and they go run to Rockledge. And they, and they come with their Mercedes and other things like that. Now we come over this way and you look down this way and we have a housing for veterans. And it took as many a years and, and, and let the truth be told, I was one of the first graduates of this housing. I was the first graduate, and I'm thankful because it came at a point in time in my life when I was homeless. I had a baby to raise as a single father, and I started raising a child as a single father when they hated you. They hated you for even having the nerve enough as a black man to raise your child. Yeah, that's real. And this Bavard County that do that. That's Bavard County that do that. And I mean, they hated it to the point that they was willing to lock you up if you even had an idea you wanted to raise your child as a single father. If you even looked like you want to be responsible, they wanted to lock you up. And it was the norm. And I know a lot of brothers that went through the same struggle about that in their community. Right. And they locked them up and. They gave prep into treatment. I'm talking about women who were addicted to drugs, women who were doing prostitution, women who were doing retail theft, women who were slinging drugs and bagging it up and doing it from the table. And if the father even looked like he was going to be responsible and take care of the child, they would go out their way to try to lock him up. And they'll try to destroy him, what they call character assassination. Isn't that a beautiful word, character assassination? You know, and it works. It works. It works. So when you look at my community and I talk about my community, you'll say, that brother ain't got nothing positive to say about his community. But in actuality, waking up your eyes and opening up your eyes is the first step of being positive. Sitting up there and recognizing that that is a problem. Now, we at the foot of King Street. This is the best part of Coco. Right? Let's look at the sign. It say King Street and Coco. Right? But at the same time, you see another sign that say the other way. Because ain't nothing really here. Ain't no really no jobs. The businesses are trying. And you can see that's, how, that's the best part of the black community right there. That's the best part. And a nightclub that's never open, but always have a lot of murders there. 
It's kind of funny. Make sure to check out the boldest blog at landscurve.com and follow Scurve on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube under Lance Scurve.